0: Hi there, it's me, Jen, and you're listening to StarCast. Every week on StarCast, you're going to get the astrological insight that you need to navigate your way through life. This means I'm going to tell you where the planets are in the sky and what that means for us. I guess to explain myself more clearly, I'm going to be your translator of the cosmos, I know that might not sound like a real job, but it's one I've been learning to do for a very long time. I've studied evolutionary astrology, shamanic astrology, and now more recently, archetypal astrology. I give readings to people all over the world, as well as I teach people how to become astrologers. But you can find all that out on my website at jenantel.com. Also make sure you follow me on Instagram at jenantelastrology. And yes, my last name is like Ant Hill, but it's without the H. Okay, so what makes my work unique is that I'm a sidereal astrologer. This means that I base my astrological practice on where the planets actually are in the sky. Sidereal astrology accounts for the progression and the movement of our solar system. The planets are not fixed and stagnant beings, but their placement moves and changes over time sidereal astrology takes this movement into account. If you've never heard of sidereal astrology before, don't worry, you can watch a quick video about it on my website. Again, JenAntel.com Also, there's going to be many more conversations to come about sidereal astrology, but basically it means I'm different than your average astrologer. Along with giving you weekly planetary forecasts, I'm also going to add in insights and thoughts that have to do with deepening into our emotional and mental health. The planets are constantly supporting us and calling us toward transformation. I want to help you all understand how to best navigate that transformation for your own life. I also have a background in shamanic counseling, and I'm currently getting my master's degree in depth psychology. That sounds kind of fancy, right? So basically me and the emotional world we go way back. Don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You know how this goes, right? The more reviews you leave, the more people get to listen to StarCast. If you follow the link on my website to leave a review, you're automatically going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your inner transformation. They're going to be sent right to your inbox, like right now. (laughs) All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of StarCast. Today is the astrological forecast for June 24th through July 1st. So today, if you're listening to it on June 24th, 2021, today is a very special day. Why? Because it is the full moon. And for us sidereal astrologers, it's the full moon in Sagittarius, So full moons just in general, right, all of our full moons are really about becoming related and becoming aware. And the new moon is kind of like this, you know, intention setting time, the time where the new cycle really begins. And this full moon is really like the culmination of those intentions or ideas or visions or dreams that we had during that new moon period. And Here we find ourselves in the full moon, like, wow, there's been a whole two-week cycle of things coming into fruition and being illuminated, and here we are at the full moon really seeing the, the light, the brightness, right? Like the dark is illuminated. The moon is full in the sky at night. We can see in front of us. There are parts of things that perhaps we're becoming conscious of, we're becoming aware of that weren't there before. The full moon kind of lights up the path in front of us. And this is particularly true for a full moon in Sagittarius, right? That's all about the journey, the vision, right? The Sagittarius is the one who sees the adventure, sees the dream and goes out and seeks it and gathers the information and integrates it and has experiences and is hungry for the different and the new and the exotic Sagittarius invites us into what is new, new beliefs, new feelings, new perceptions, new learnings, new ideas. What really wants to come into our awareness at this time? What newness wants to be let in? What are we really hungry to learn? How are we really questing and being curious about our lives and the world and our belief systems and the way that we are journeying through this wild experience of life. Sagittarius asks us to kind of be the guides of our own life, right? Like, are we giving our authority away to any other guides, any other gurus, any other astrologers? Are we owning the leadership that's possible? Are we really becoming the leaders and stepping in and guiding the way of our own lives? Are we honoring the uniqueness of our experience, no matter what it is, right? No matter what judgments we have about it or the world has about it, can we honor the reality of our experience? Can we honor the nuance of our experience? Can we honor all the subtleties, the varied parts of our experience? Can we hold all of that and say, this is valuable. This is worthy. Like this means something. Maybe I don't know what it means, but it means something and it's important to me and it's my life experience that I've been cultivating. This is a time to like take a breath and honor the realness of your life experience and honor what you've been through and also honor where that means that you're heading and where you're going with that experience. So the full moon in Sagittarius, it's a hopeful time. It's a visionary time. It's a time of looking forward into what's next, what's coming, Where, where are you walking, where are you guiding your canoe, so to speak, down the river of life? Like, where are you headed and why are you headed there? What's the underlying heartbeat to your vision here? How is that guiding your way? So, and what I mean by the full moon always being about relatedness and relationship is that the full moon in and of itself is an opposition, right? The sun on one end, the moon on the other. These two uh, planetary bodies in balance to one another, in opposition to one another, kind of calling forward this aspect of relationship inherent in the full moon. So it's because the sun and the moon sit in opposition to each other, but we also call that in astrology in reflection to one another. There's just this inherent meaning of relationship in the full moon. So we also want to look at what's the vision of our relationships right how are we holding them how are our relationships doing right i think full moons are always an incredible time to check in on our relationships how are we relating are we in balance are we out of balance not that like being in or out of balance is right or wrong it's just a time to kind of test the waters and check in and what else do we want to be cultivating in our relationships and are we hungry for more of them are we hungry for less of them like just checking in about our general state of relatedness. And the full moons, I think, are also really beautiful times to connect, like to be related, because it calls forward in us that natural desire for reflection and for mirroring and to have another human being in front of us, right? It's like a really natural opportunity to sit with another person, to make new connections, to have deepening into your relationships. It's a beautiful time for connection. All right, so the other very important thing that is happening is that Jupiter, our best friend Jupiter, is now officially retrograde. And that started June 20th, and it's going to stay retrograde until September 14th, 2021. So... What does this mean, right? Jupiter retrograde. It's currently in Aquarius right now, so when it retrogrades, it's going to move backwards through the signs. So Jupiter is actually going to go back into Capricorn. And remember, this is for us sidereal astrologers, as always. So Jupiter, in and of itself, when it goes retrograde, is all about revisioning, right? Relearning. Because Jupiter, in itself, is about the vision and learning and gathering experience and and learning new things and going to exotic places, similar to what I was talking about with the Sagittarius full moon, because Jupiter rules Sagittarius. So when Jupiter goes retrograde, it has this emphasis of like, hey, maybe there's something about the vision of my life that wants to be tended to. I want to go back to that and kind of reassess it. What what am I doing? Where am I heading? And why is this my vision? Are there things that I need to relearn, like, Was there information that I once learned that now I want to go back over and do it again because I know that by doing that, I'm going to deepen. I'm going to season myself. Some some other kind of wisdom is going to be cultivated in the depths of my soul by doing that. And because Jupiter is going to retrograde in the sign of Capricorn, it's also going to invite us to rethink the Capricornian realms, right? Capricorn is all about what are we committed to Where do I really want to be putting my time and energy? How do I want to structure the vision of my life? How do I want to think about this? And is there anything that I really felt like, again, I learned or I mastered that I want to go back and dive back into, right? Capricorn is really also the master of the zodiac. Like it's such a skilled there's just no other word for it other than master. It doesn't mean like it's the best sign or it's like the guru, but it is kind of like this kingly archetype of the zodiac. And it does ask us to kind of rethink something that we may have mastered, to go back in and deepen it so that we're, we're sinking into it with our whole body, our whole soul, our whole psyche. There's more for us to learn here. And when we do that, we re-strengthen our commitments We re-strengthen the gifts that we bring to the world. We re-strengthen the ways that we're able to guide and teach and give our really sacred offerings to the world, right? You put Capricorn and Jupiter together and you have this incredible master and guide. And not in an arrogant, selfish, any kind of way like that, but in a way where the master and the guide in all of us has been deeply cultivated through life experience, through time, through seasoning, through hard work and resiliency. So Jupiter retrograde is really the experience that asks us to slow down, like all retrogrades do, go back, go back over what we've learned, go back over our vision, revision it, so that we can really recommit to what it is that we want to be doing. We can recommit to kind of the deepest visions that feed us, that feed our soul, that feed our psyche. And that's going to be going on until... September 14th, which is one day after my birthday, by the way. And the last aspect I want to talk about that's happening and that has been happening is the Uranus-Saturn square. And maybe some of you have heard about this or you've been following this through other astrologers, but I want to take a moment to talk about it. And this Uranus-Saturn square, it's been happening for a while. It's going to continue happening for a while. So we're kind of really in the throes of this Uranus-Saturn square right now. And I want to talk about these two archetypes, these two planetary bodies for a moment, just so you kind of understand and can have a foundation of what they are. Uranus is the renegade, the rebel, right, the change maker, the one who does things totally outside of the box and totally differently. right? Uranus rules Aquarius, rules the 11th house. One of my favorite planets, and a very strong planet in my chart, by the way. Uranus is a planet who brings us awakening, right? It illuminates things in the dark. It breaks up stale patterns, stale habits, and sometimes it does that so forcefully that it's very unsettling and it shakes us to our core. Uranus is supposed to be very unsettling, right? It's supposed, it's the adolescent of the culture, right? It's supposed to shake us up and disturb us and trigger us, and and we're supposed to project all kinds of things onto this adolescent archetype, right? Uh, the adult in us has so many judgments about this Uranus archetype, which leads me to talk about Saturn, because Saturn is that adult archetype, right? Saturn is the old man, the old woman, the Phenics, the the elder of the culture. Saturn is maturity and wisdom and reality and responsibility and commitment, right? These planets are really holding oppositional places in our sky right now because inherently they are quite opposite and they are at a place in the sky right now where they're in this kind of pattern of tension. And as Jung would talk about it, right, he talked about it in terms of the tension of the opposites, This happens collectively and it also happens inside of us when this tension of the opposite happens. We hold the rebel and the rabble-rouser and then we hold the responsible one, the committed one, the grounded one, the rooted one, and we have these kind of tensions that pull us. And Jung talked about when we hold these tensions, this kind of magical third can come out of that place of tension if we just allow both to be true, if we allow both to be real, if we don't disregard one or make one more important than the other, but we allow both to hold place in our collective, in our psyche, in our soul, something else can emerge out of that place. And maybe something mysterious, something completely unknown, something that surprises us. But if we don't judge Saturn, if we don't judge Uranus, or if we don't you know, embrace Uranus or embrace Saturn more than the other, but we just allow both to exist... What happens in that tension, that struggle, the classic archetypal struggle between right, the adolescent and the adult in this kind of very familiar power struggle. And that's what we're, we're experiencing right now in the sky with these two planets. And in sidereal astrology, Uranus is in Aries, so it gives it even more of that fire, that flare, that active rebel um, essence. And Saturn is sitting in Capricorn, its home sign. So it gives it even more of the flavor of the wise one, the mature one, the voice of reason, the voice of um, stability and being rooted. When we have a square like this happening in the sky, we can maybe resonate more with one side than the other. Maybe you resonate more with the Uranian archetype, the adolescent, the rebel, the the one who feels different and kind of on the fringe, who never feels like they fit, the outsider. Or maybe you resonate more with the reasonable one, the responsible one, the one who takes care of everyone else, the one who holds space, the one who tends to their business. But I would imagine that somewhere in you, because all of us have been adolescents, unless you are listening to this podcast and you're under the age of 12, (laughs) all of us have been adolescents, so all of us have this Uranian archetype within us, and and all of us as adults also have this Saturnian archetype within us. So I would imagine that within us we feel both of these tensions in some way. And so as these planets sit square in the sky it really becomes uh, our job, I believe, as individuals to really hold the tension of these two places in ourselves. What does it feel like to us? What does it mean to us? How do we let both Uranus and Saturn exist at the same time? How do we experience the story of both of these planets as valid and meaningful? Because when these two planets work together, let's just say the adolescent and the adult, the adult can sit with the adolescent. Can Saturn can sit with Uranus, and it can listen to its really brilliant ideas it's ingenious ideas it's creative ideas that might seem to Saturn like wow my friend there's no way that that can become a reality right like that's such an eccentric wild out there idea that only adolescents have the frivolous permission to dream of which is exactly part of their gifting right but Saturn says there's no way that could be possible but in this kind of more balanced dynamic with these two planets, Saturn pulls up a chair and and says, okay, like, let's hear the wild ideas, like, let's hear the dreams and the visions that are so outside of the box that maybe they could just be genius enough. I'm here for that. I'm the adult who knows that this is part of the experience and the development of who we are. I'm here to witness your ideas as wild and as crazy as they may seem I want to entertain them and then I'm going to help you figure out a way to bring those visions and wild ideas into reality because that's what I'm good at I'm going to be good at helping you manifest the eccentric vision the change the awakening that you believe is needed and possible I'm going to help you do that because that's where I use my gifts and I'm I hope you know I'm speaking as Saturn right now, (laughs) kind of playing that part. But that's the potentiality for these two planets to really work together, to work as the adolescent and the adult in more of a harmonious relationship. And of course, there's going to be tension, right? Where the adult is like, what are you, that's crazy. Like, you're just, you, 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 you have to, you know, listen to the rules of the culture and you can't just, you know. Be so free to be whoever you are. And isn't that nice to just get to do whatever you want, Uranus, right? That's when the adult wants to, like, squash the freedom of that adolescent and and inhibit and limit and restrict the freedom that's so inherent to that archetype. And that will happen too, right? That's part of the tension. But when these planets can really work together, Saturn helps to bring the visions and the dreams, and the eccentric goals of Uranus into reality and and also ground the creative genius into the physical world. And on the other hand, you know, when these two archetypes are working together, Uranus also breaks up the rigid places in Saturn. It breaks up our rigidity, our own limitations it breaks up the way that we limit ourselves and only see one possibility the ways that we get so narrow minded it breaks apart our heaviness it relieves us of our burdens right these two planets can really have fun in this play together like think about the adolescent who's like man like just come out with me for a day and i'll blow your mind and we're going to like go out and we're going to have this crazy wild experience and saturn's like you know, okay, let me, like, you know, clear my day, and, like, Uranus is like, no, like, just come, like, let's just go, like, don't tell anyone, like, just break free and just come with me. And Saturn, like, tentatively, you know, walks out the door, kind of shaking and trembling, and, like, it takes Saturn a while to, like, release the tension held in its body, because Saturn's kind of been carrying the weight and the responsibilities of the world and its family, and Oh, all everyone's been relying on it so hard. And Uranus says, wait, you get to be free too. Like you don't have to stay in this rigid, confined place. You get to take breaks. And when you come back, you're going to be so much more refreshed. You're going to be able to hold the space. You're going to be more able to be rooted and strong and grounded and committed and loyal because you're also going to know what it means to have fun and to release and to have freedom and to know spontaneity and creativity. So these two planets, when they work together, they're so alive. They're such a pair. They're such an odd, odd pair. They're like a Harold and Maude kind of pair, (laughs) which, by the way, was my favorite movie when I was growing up. And they can really, really help each other out in critical and crucial ways. So with that, I will end the podcast episode here. It's always a pleasure to be with you, and I will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to leave me a review by going to JenAntil.com. Once you do, you're going to receive 100 free journaling prompts to spark your radical transformation. Damn, that's cool, right? To book an astrology reading with me, you can go to my website at JenAntil.com or find me on Instagram at Jen underscore Antil underscore astrology. And again, my last name is antill. It's like anthill, but without an H. You got this. All right. Thanks for listening to StarCast. Until next time.